Uh, hey, are you up all night? Oh, whoops. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps got mixed up there. Started too early. Putting you to sleep tonight because I'm so excited to, to go off topic. Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts on your mind that you're thinking about, you know, thoughts about the past, the present, or the future. So thoughts, it could be feelings, uh, anything coming up for you emotionally uh, that uh, yeah you're experiencing. So thoughts and feelings, it could be physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, routine. It could be something situational. It could be something else. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of it so you could fall asleep. And the way I propose to do that is uh, to, to, uh, to, 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 to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'll use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, which means my voice is a little bit different, pointless meanders, and superfluous uh, tangents, which means I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to be talking about one thing. Then something else will come up, and then I'll get mixed up, and then I'll go back, and I'll be like, huh, wh- why does that sound like that? Uh, you ever notice? Uh, and then I'll, go, then I'll try to get back to my main point. Then I might do some expository dialogue, and then I'll do some backstory. Then I'll say, is there a way for me to talk, not show, to, show, to talk and show at the same time? Tell, show, not tell. That's what... Uh, Something, that's an old truism. For me, it's talk and tell. Like, I'm like, a, like there used to be this toy called a speak and spell. Speak and say or speak and spell? I don't know. Spell and speak. It was something E.T. used one to call phone home. You can still see it if you go on the E.T. ride in Orlando. And it, I'm not kidding. Worth the price of admission, in my opinion, the, the E.T.Q., just to see that. I don't think E.T.'s there. He, E.T. already set it up on, because uh, E.T. was so smart. E.T. set it up on auto dial. And again, later, you know, in life, uh, in our our present day, some company with probably some clout politically said, uh, hey, let's sell some uh, whatever car warranties using that same technology that E.T. pioneered. So somewhere out there, E.T. in another, you know, saying, is probably having a couple pieces of Reese's and saying, oh, boy, what wrath, what hath I wrath or whatever, what wrath I hath, wrath I wrote or whatever. I don't know. I don't have those fancy old words. Oh, what am I talking about, though? Oh, welcome to sleep with me if you're new couple things I want you to know. This podcast is something that does take some getting used to. One, because, of course, you might be skeptical or doubtful if you've tried other stuff to put you to sleep. Two, it's just it is very different. Uh, so 
it, most listeners say, hey, it took two or three tries for me to get used to the podcast and realize, huh, this podcast is a little bit different here. So give it a few tries if you like. If you definitely don't like the show already, go to sleepinmepodcast.com slash no thank you. There's organizations there uh, and other sleep podcasts, other sleepy audio. But uh, so that's one thing to check out. Um, what else is there that you could check out is, uh, oh, I got mixed up all of a sudden. My brain just slowed down. Oh, so podcast to put you to sleep. I, I said some other stuff and it went right out when it went, went, went out my mouth and out my, out my ears, out my mouth, out my brain. So I'm glad you're here. Takes a few tries to get used to. I thought I had a tangent that it was really good that I was going to go back to. It literally is gone. So I guess I could get back to the point. So if you're new, give the show a few tries and see how it goes. The other things that can really throw people off if they're new, structure of the show, the style of the show, and the purpose of the show. So let me give you the purpose of the show right up front. When I say up front, I mean seven minutes and ten minutes into the podcast. So I make this show for two reasons. One, because you and your sleep are important and you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a safe place where you could rest and get comfortable and drift off into sleep. You really do deserve that. That really is important. And it's important to me if I can help. I can't help everybody. But if this podcast can help you get a bedtime routine have a bedtime you maybe feel neutral about that you don't dread. Maybe you say, well, at least I got that podcast to listen to and I have my bedtime routine now. I learned that from sleep with me that, uh, like your life will be better. I just literally got an email from somebody that was telling me the same story that is so important to me. And they said, yeah, my life became a little bit more manageable and I built from there and now I'm doing this stuff. That's a miracle. It really is to me because I've been on the other side of it. So if I can help you slowly build and get the sleep you need, make your life a little bit more manageable, that's the greatest gift I could ever, like, it makes me almost speechless. The greatest honor I could ever be a part of. And one of the reasons is because I've been there, tossing, turning, mind, last night, oh boy, yeah. Normally, what I read at bedtime does not keep me up, uh, but last night my brain kept processing what I was reading for hours and hours and hours. So, uh, yeah, I've been there. So that's why I make the show. You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime you could look forward to or at least to not dread. And I've been there, so I know how it feels, or at least I can relate to something similar. The other things that throw new listeners off is the kind of twofold thing of the show. It's a podcast you don't really listen to. Some people think this is going to be a straightforward bedtime story and something more uh, like uh, that you pay attention to and then I get to a point and then you fall asleep. This is more a show that's like an upgrade from background noise. You say, well, it's a little bit better than background noise because you could listen to it. But the irony is you don't have to. You could listen to it, but knowing that you could listen to it kind of is what makes a podcast work. Knowing that it's there, but if you need it, but you don't need it, if if you don't need it, you could sleep right through it is uh, part of the show. 
It's also a podcast that doesn't really put you to sleep, which kind of goes along with it. I'm here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. And if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company to the very end of the show. So I'm here if you need me. Kind of that's what works about the podcast or one of the things. is like, I'm here if you need me. You don't need to listen or pay attention, really. So that's uh, those things. Then the structure of the show also throws people off. And the show's designed in a very deliberate manner to just meet the goals of the podcast. And once you become a regular listener, you could kind of repurpose it or play around with it and see what works for you. But the show is set out in a very deliberate way. It starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And then I normally say something silly if I can think of something. That's so you feel welcome, you feel seen, and you say, okay, this is a lighthearted, silly place uh, to kind of relieve some of that bedtime dread. Then there's support, support for the show, so the show can come out for free twice a week. That's the patrons and the sponsors make that possible. Then there's support for the listeners if you have extra needs right now, and then there's support for the community around the show and all the communities around the show. Uh, then there's the intro, which we're in now. And the intro is about 12 to 20 minutes long. And for some people, it feels like it's part of the business at the beginning of the show. But it's really a show within a show. It's a pre-show, I guess. It's like a, a really good cue at, at a theme park or something where it serves a, par- it serves a dual purpose. It, it kind of lets you know where you are, where, where I explain how the podcast works and stuff like that. But it also provides a transition between wake time and bedtime. It eases you into bedtime. And for a lot of listeners, it's part of their bedtime wind down. Maybe they're getting ready for bed. Maybe they're in bed getting comfortable. Or maybe they're in their room or somewhere else doing some sort of other calming activity. But that's a role the podcast kind of serves with the intro. It, it, it is a, a thing. It's an, You could fall asleep to it. Some listeners do, and they're looking so cute and cozy. And some listeners skip it. But most listeners use it as like the twilight period of their evening. Then there's, again, sponsor support for the show between the intro and the story. And then there'll be our bedtime story. That's like about, whatever, 25, 30 minutes into the show. And that kind of is a bedtime story to put you to sleep tonight or to listen to if you can't sleep. And that'll be the Tales of Lady Witchbeard. And then there's thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. I know I was talking about something silly at the beginning, but now I have no idea what it was. Which is pretty funny. Like, I literally have no access to it. It came out my mouth and uh, is gone into the, like, dreamy ether. But I'm glad you're here. I really hope you give the show a few tries and kind of see how it goes. And, uh, you know, I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. Thanks. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Scoots here. It's time for another episodically modular episode actually not just any episodically modular episode our final episodically modular episode of our series tales of lady witchbeard so you could listen to this episode first i'm going to try to give you a little bit of background uh, but i do want to get to the episode because this is you know the last episode of the season other than there'll be another episode after this where we recap uh the making of the series 
but yeah, you could listen to them in any order. Though, if you though maybe if you listen to episode eleven first and then twelve, uh, I don't normally do do this, but uh, like right now, just listen and barely pay attention. And then you say, well, I wanted to listen. And I say, yeah, and then tomorrow or during the day when you need a break, listen to episode 11. Then tomorrow night, fall asleep to episode 11. Then the night after that, you can fall asleep to episode 12 again. So then you don't even have to. Then you, when you're listening to episode 11, you already know how it turned out. So it's like uh, this is like positive on positive on positive. So, but if you were going to listen during the day, I would say listen to 11 first, then 12, or in any order after you listen to 11. But for bedtime, this takes even less pressure off. You don't barely have to pay attention. Normally, I say you could listen to them in any order, but I got to maintain a like a, a modicum of, of honesty that just don't pay attention, like just barely listen if this is your first Lady Witchbeard episode. Now, if it's not, you could listen to them in any order. Even if you said, well, I missed episode 11, I say, well, if you listen to two other episodes, no problem. But if this is your very first, I just wanted to tell you that to give you extra reassurance that this will be an unrelated to confusing bedtime story that you could make sense of at another time when you're more rested. That being said, Tales of Lady Witchbeard are t- is the tales of uh, Lady Witchbeard. She's a witch and she's a pirate. She lives in the world of the 13 seas, and that's where our story takes place. It's a realm that's a bit different than ours, uh, though it has a lot of things that uh, are similar. Uh, it has 13 seas where we have uh, multiple seas, not 13, definitely not 13. And maybe a little bit different, but like where, so, okay, who's Lady Witchbeard? That's such a thing I was supposed to be answering, right? She lived in a witch world, another realm, witch-based realm, where there was all witches. She worked in a witch-based economy. She decided, that's not for me. Then she found a way to portal to this 13 seas, found out about piracy, loved it. And was one of the great pirates of the 13 Seas for a time. Then she met me, or my, uh, what do you call that, my fill-in. But there's a, not proxy is the wrong word, too. But uh, fictional representation of me, a real one, though, to her. And we went on an adventure years and years and years ago. It didn't it turned out pretty exhausting for Lady Witchbeard. Because after the adventure concluded... I was scattered across time and space, and she had to go collect me. So after that, she needed some R&R. This like makes me laugh every time thinking about it. But, you know, how many times have I said it without the joke part? That's just a punchline. You can fill in the joke yourself because uh, Lady Witch was a pirate. You know what I mean? But she was getting some R&R. R&R. And uh, Antonio's laughing. That's why I'm laughing. Not because I think it's funny, but because he's trying not to. If if you've ever seen, I'll tell you what, people think kittens are cute or, you know, that kind of stuff on YouTube. And I realize Antonio can't do this. But if you ever saw a video of Antonio Banderas trying not to laugh at something completely silly that shouldn't even be funny at all, I mean, the cuteness scale would break like all of a sudden, like, you know, stuff with rainbows, 
they do like like it would be something that happens on a weekend. They'd say, "What happened to Hello Kitty?" And all those companies just shut down on Monday, and all that other cute stuff, uh, cute dot com, and you know, cute cute cutie cute cutie poos, they all shut down. Oh, because Antonio Banderas broke the cuteness scale, and uh, so anyway, but oh, so later, which we needed to recover some. some some R and R, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't usually. If you could fictionally giggle with a celebrity, which you get to do vicariously through this podcast, uh, I highly recommend it. It doesn't get any better. I mean, maybe actually giggling with a real celebrity, and not imagine it, but see how good it is. Uh, giggling with an imaginary Antonio Banderas, sleep with me podcast since 2013. Uh, so, so she, she was resting and then I took her, we got out, went on another adventure to find a, a version of Brandy from the song Brandy by the band whose name escapes me. It's like a long, long, I don't know. Was it three, three words that make up their name working lights or something? I'm sorry. Uh, I really can't think of it. The winding now. That's my brain. I talk about, don't worry, episode 13, I'll talk about the song. So we went to the 13 Seas because there was a version of Brandy in the 13 Seas. Uncovered a plot to uh, that was to, to gelatinize the sea by Brandy and a conqueror of worlds, maybe some demigods and goddesses. They were going to gelatinize all 13 seas. To gelatin, to jello. And not in a good way, like jello for everybody, all you can eat. Uh, everybody loves jello. No, no, no. Like, no more swimming, no more commerce except where we make canals in the jello. Also, if you live, if you were going to use the sea for anything, you get my drift. We worked to stop it with the help of Don Dankel, the man who loved the sea, whose name was Wiltz, or man who loved the sea, but Wiltz for short, or Silent M at the beginning. We worked together, had some adventures, and tried to stop Brandy and this witch conqueror, and it hasn't been going good. And then Ludy Witchbeard and I... Uh, we left Don Dankel, who was from the Pirates Guild, uh, down. There's a drain. Uh, you'll hear about this, I think. Like uh, They're planning, they need this drain to, uh, they're going to use this drain in the, the 13th of the 13 seas to uh, spread the gelatin through. Like Because there's three ingredients to this gelatin. Well, four, sea one, seawater. Two, Another one, binding agent. Don't know what that is, but uh, nudie poo, the poo of newts. This is not edible jello or gelatin. Some would say it's actually not gelatin because it doesn't have all the. I guess nudie poo may, because they say, well, technically gelatin. I say, okay, thanks. Thanks, uh, food scientists. Uh, Richard Blaze. First time I got a call from Richard Blaze, and uh, I said, this is what you call me about my misuse of gelatin on the podcast. Uh, uh, but so 
um, first Richard Blaze shout out in, in the history of the podcast, uh, probably. If I would have remembered Wiley Dufresne's name earlier, sorry, Richard, I would have said Richard and Wiley Dufresne separately contacted me. Those, these, by the way, these terrible jokes, they crack Antonio up, so that's why I keep rolling with them. So then, um, what happened? Oh, 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 so yeah, Richard Blaze and Wiley Dufresne, various other chefs, uh, they said, they said, well, it's a slurry then, whatever, because they're using some sort of cassava root. So cassava root, newt poo, a binding agent, like a, a binding agent. And they said, by the way, this, and I said, yeah, it's not, this is like, uh, so they're not cooking something. They're gelatinizing an entire, entire oceans. But so that's their plan. As confusing as it is, uh, it's a very good plan. I mean, objectively, even though I can't explain it, that doesn't mean the plan's not good. Because uh, clearly, like, uh, so they're using waterfalls. I mean, here's the thing. Willy Wonka did it. So back it up, Dufresne and Blaze. Uh, you know, go, put, put some of that uh, that smoky stuff that comes in the cooler in there. And maybe some of those drops, some balls, and, and hold your nitrous. That's what I meant to say. Because, uh, yeah, just like uh, Willy Wack in some sense, they're using the waterfalls that go to the 13th Sea to churn up all this cassava root. Then it goes through this drain, which is where it's activated by the binding agent, goes out the drain and spreads through the 13 seas because that drain returns to the all seas, I guess. And, like, technically all the water in the 13 seas eventually passes through the strain, but it won't once it's gelatinized. They're using birds and witches to distribute the nudie poo, but they haven't done this yet. They've done, the, they have the binding agent in place. It's a screen over the drain. I think they've, well, no, no, they, well, now I've just, I've gone from exposition I've gone from backstory, I've, I've exposed myself in my exposition. But uh, so, yeah, so we've got to stop them, I guess, basically. We went to a place where pirates go to retire, like pension pirates on a pension in the 13 Seas. They got a lot of great systems there we could learn from. And it turns out if you're in the Pirates Guild, of course, if you pay whatever, 10 or 20 percent or whatever the companies that hire you, you get a pension, and part of the pension, it comes with not just a, a financial pension, a place to retire, a safe place. So we went there, a hidden place where pirates retire, to take them all out of retirement to try to stop this plan. And that's where we left off. Lady Witchbeard and I, all these retired pirates, we were resting, but then we set sail in three ships to save the 13 seas via piracy with retired pirates no longer retired. Well, I, I guess I could say they're still retired from piracy because they're not getting paid for this. This is the truest piracy. The truest form of piracy is piracy of the heart. I don't know what that means. I just, Antonio didn't laugh at that one. So this is, that's it. This is, uh, our, uh, also the, the final, tale uh, final uh, like uh, ladies and gentlemen 
Uh, friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here's Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, the ladies and gentlemen, the boys and girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another tale of Lady Witchbeard. Splish, splash. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, making me laugh and listening and sleeping, all of you. Good night. Thanks. Uh, this is Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, Lady Witchbeard. So that didn't that didn't pl- that part of the plan didn't really work, huh? That wasn't your best plan, though. That's why we have our ships and we're meeting. So the plan was to confuse the birds with cannons and stuff, so they wouldn't spread the nudie poo. But it seemed like they knew you were going to do that. Uh, so. Um, what, what, uh, I guess I'm here listening. What, what's, um, what are we going to do next? Uh, correct. Uh, they knew that plan was to make them think that was our plan. So I'm going to come up with a plan. Let's just sit here for a second and, uh, take a breath and we'll go over my, my, my next plan. Or we could just go over because, uh, I know what you're going to say, and yeah, I'm struggling with it too. So I know we talked about it earlier, and then my speech didn't go well, that somehow Brandy and the Conqueror of Worlds and possibly this goddess of the sea and the goddess of the Middle Earth or the Under Earth or whatever we're referring post-Earth, May have merged their powers, but I, there was a couple of things I couldn't quite get my my uh, my hat around, as we we may say in the witch's business. Wouldn't we say your stripes? You don't wear striped stockings because, but it, like, uh, wouldn't we say? Couldn't we say striped stockings? We I guess we could, Daw. But uh, so a couple, one thing that's been troubling me is the fact that uh, they've they've been one step ahead of me. They've bested me at every turn. And I was saying, why does this keep happening? I feel like I'm at my best. I don't feel like I'm distracted. I feel like I'm focused. I felt like with three ships of uh, pirates, you know, pirates that have... uh, lived a full life of piracy, but still very strong seafarers. Okay, Lady Witcher, I just have a question. We're loading on a bunch of, like, giant rocks, or, well, as big as the rocks as these pirates can carry onto the ship. Uh, yeah, duh. And look, water. Uh, sea water. We're, we're filling some of the the holds of the ships with seawater. That's part of what I'll... But you you got in the way of my talking, Daw. I'm sorry, Lady Witcher. Don't be sorry. So they've been a few steps ahead of me. But I also was confused of how... And there's still stuff I may never understand, Daw. And I guess we have to accept that. Uh, like why the witches didn't listen when you gave them an ultimatum and the other pirates. No... That you you were right on that, Daw. I shouldn't have given them an ultimatum. 
especially if you're in the throes of another charismatic figure or figures or layers of charismatic figures within one being. Probably best not to give ultimatums to somebody like that. We're just to make people choose sides. It was a mistake. I was wrong. And it cost us some time. But I, again, uh, one thing I've learned is the, we're still flowing forward. And so looking back at that, other than as a way to inform my future decision-making, you know, would be indulgence. But a question I had, though, was that the witches, at this point, a large portion of the witch world, our witch realm, are here on these ships. Uh, controlling the ships, uh, using the power of Earthsea, as you would say, and pulling barges behind them, along with wind power, but they're, you know, supplementing that. And the Conqueror of Worlds, who, yeah, seems to be fused now with Brandy, and then they're taking the power from Wilts, or they've already taken Wilts's power. They're probably, they probably already have that drain thing in place, and I don't know if Don Dankel's been able to slow them down or whatever. I mean, clearly they have because we're looking at their, their ships were paused. Uh, but so moving all these witches between worlds and possibly these different layers of uh, uh, godlike beings, we'll say, it got me thinking about this other myth, and then it got me thinking about the Brandy song, particularly what you were fixated on, Daw, because there's something, a myth in the witch world, uh, that we all take as truth, but it's a truth we that uh, we just kind of always relied on, is that the way the portal cauldrons work, uh, Daw, is by something called the portal stone, and we always thought, even I guess even I never thought about it. Uh, like I assumed that the portals worked by magic, but then even as I learned about magic, I learned magic could be concentrated in things. Again, this is too much of a tangent to go on in this current circumstances. But that anything with a casting a portal cauldron spell, you're... You notice we didn't re- we haven't really we've gone to your world uh, through the transverse plane, or when I've had a, a cauldron, if I go to your world, I go to the witch world, like to get to the thirteen seas, we went. Uh, I don't remember anymore, Doc, because it's been quite a quite a time with you once again. If we went through the transverse plane or not, but the transverse plane is different than portals. And all portals connect through the witch world, even if you're just not really going there because the portal stone is there. So my cauldron in your world would have been connected to the witch world, which I would have then connected to the 13 seas. Do you understand? Uh, I think, yeah, Lady Witch Weird, kind of in a, a similar way, the Internet just works. So you're saying portal, portal cauldrons just work, but because of the portal stone. Yeah, I don't know if I see, like, did I talk in my sleep? Did I say that already? But yeah, so there's this portal stone, and there's legends about it. Uh, There's one stone that enables this, and that the stone 
uh, doesn't like people. Again, I, I guess I got to stay focused on. But there's a lot of myths about it so that people don't go back in time and go changing history. Uh, that there's all, a lot of the myths that they would tell us were the consequences of misusing the portal stone. And uh, like, like things that you would say in your world based on the movies you talk about, uh, which we don't need to discuss at this moment, Daw. Uh, there's conundrums of time and travel through time and space. Somehow, I don't understand the Conqueror of Worlds part, uh, but Brandy hasn't run afoul of any of those rules. But the idea of moving all of this stuff uh, says to me that she is in possession of the portal stone. I guess that uh, I have to assume, and maybe somehow, like that's why she's a focal point. And and I think that she's wearing it around her neck. uh, And I didn't realize that this whole time. Like it was just in front of us the whole time, the answer because of your song and the one thing you were fixated on, Daw, that, uh, you know, this is where circumstances, like, I hate using your movies again, Daw, but like The Matrix, that there isn't really the synchronicity, Lady Witchbeard. That's probably a higher way of saying it, Daw. But yeah, so Brandy must have the portal stone. And another reason I think that is because, again, giving people an ultimatum isn't the best thing. But, like, taking all of the witches out of the witch realm and then saying, you might be here, I don't think they realize that they'll be gelatinized, probably. But, uh, you know, you don't want to be cut off from home. So that's a pretty ultimate motivator. She has them in this realm. She has a portal stone. And they can't get it from her. Okay, Lady Witcher, so I get the feeling you're going somewhere with all of this, like to a great plan. The only, but I have a big butt, like I do have a big, big butt about this. Okay, Daw, that's not the time for that. Uh, but I know what you're going to say. Uh, so I'm accepting of that. We're going to go over my plan which I've been thinking about and, and processing and sitting quietly on the gr- the only plan that could possibly save the 13 C's and the, you know, everyone, but yeah, that, that they'll, they'll know that my plan, they'll expect it. Uh, yeah, I understand lady, which we're so let's go over your plan. And then, We'll figure out what to do. Okay, Daw. It's just hard for me to think about that I have a plan that seems foolproof. So, in in what they would expect and how they'll be expecting it and how, I, I don't know. I feel like this is a really, really, really solid plan. So... I guess I'm slow to get rid of it, but here's the plan, Daw. We have three ships. The plan would be like a double feint uh, uh, where 
We're going to dress everyone on the ships like me, including you. And we're going to kind of use uh, different techniques. And, uh, you know, one of the ships uh, will make a direct. Uh, now, all the ships are weighed down, which create, hopefully would create a, like a third level of distraction. So we're going to send one ship on the direct, uh, which they will expect is a distraction. And that would be the ship, of course, I would be on. But uh, they wouldn't expect that uh, because uh, they wouldn't expect me to, 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 to go after them directly. Then you will sweep in uh, in, in a way... Is this another distraction from the side of the falls, uh, uh, but in a way that shows that you made one small error in your calculations uh, so that they do think it's you, but that they would also assume that it was I used that as another distraction. And then I would sweep in which I wouldn't be in there, but the ship that they would think I was on would then sweep in from a third direction. Also, though, because they have the portal stone, they must have a large portal, like cauldron, on their ship, a large cauldron that, uh, the same one we've seen, it must be very linked to the portal stone or even craft, I don't know, Daw, but I know that on their main flagship, that's where Brandy is and these other beings that are layered within Brandy, is that I would come up through the portal. Uh, well, that's actually the real plan. W- hold on. So uh, then what I would assume would happen is that the ships would pick up pace to go over the falls, uh, and that Brandy would spur that along by any means necessary. Seeing our distractions, and instead of dealing with us, uh, like uh, like rushing things along, now really what I'd be doing is creating an illusion. Uh, so I'd be using a lot of magic, a lot of powerful magic, a few things I picked up uh, from Wilts uh, to create an illusion of the falls uh, within the mist. Uh, and hopefully with all these misdirections, it would just throw things off enough. And I think it would. And there would just be enough rush that uh, Brandy would send things over the falls, but it wouldn't go over the falls. And there is one powerful stream that I'd be guiding the ships into that would send them all into a bay. Now, this would be the key daw. This bay uh, is not that far. Uh, it's one of the closest bays uh, to the lower seas. Uh, it has a very wide, it is one of those things where it's a wide opening, but it, on the way leaving the bay, it's very narrow. Uh, and it's built again in these same, the same mountains we were looking at. Uh, so it's kind of like a funnel, like you go in through this wide thing, it gets more and more narrow as you go in. And uh, I think I can make it, anyway, the ships would go in, and then we could, you you two ships would go 
break off from the action after, like, once this is once you start seeing the ships disappear over the falls, uh, you would break off from the action. This would be the same time I would come up through their portal uh, to deal with them, and uh, you would seal those ships inside that bay with the cannons. The pirates, uh, they're good to go. These are great pirates, uh, very good aim with cannons. Uh, so you would seal the ships in that bay, uh, you know, by closing it off uh, with the cannons. And then eventually we would deal with those ships, but they would be closed off in that bay. I know it wouldn't be watertight, Daw. So we could have some some gelatinization, but not the full gelatinization of the sea. Then I would go over the falls. I would also, also like, I, I think there's got to be cassava over on that ship. So we would go over the falls, uh, Brandy, uh, Brandy, uh, and whoever's layered within Brandy, a cock or whatever. I, I think I can handle them. But also, they'd we'd be in a gelatinization. As soon as the, the like, so the the like once the ships are gone, the illusion would drop. Uh, but we'd be also locked in. But we'd be close. Uh, they would have moved away from where they thought the falls were, but they would have really moved closer to the falls. And then we'll go down the falls and uh, let the things fall where they may. But between Don Dankel. And the gelatinization in myself, I don't think, like, I don't think they'll be prepared to go over the falls, uh, which is a guaranteed trip, uh, like, especially if you're locked in with me, it's a guaranteed trip uh, to the big farm or wherever, the sea beyond the sea. So that's my current plan, Daw, uh, at this time. Okay, Lady Witchwood, give me a second to pace around, uh, okay? Uh, dear dear Lady Witchbeard, uh, I guess I'm right. It feels like I was just talking to you moments ago, and I know you said this is a one-use pen only. It's a fe- feather, uh, but I could send you a goodbye letter. If I kept it safe in my pocket and then you would get the letter and you'd also, you also sent me a letter, but I can't get my letter, letter until I send you a letter first because, uh, I guess, it, so I'm interested to see this, this feather write its own letter, but dear lady Witchbeard, I suppose I should recap everything that happened and how we got led to say goodbye. As you, that's what you told me to do. You said, uh, after, and thank you for listening to my plan. I mean, I, I, I don't know if my favorite part of my plan was when you, before we enacted my plan, you said, you know, I was right, uh, and that we were outmatched, uh, and that, uh, even though you had an amazing plan, and I know it was difficult because you almost went back on it a few different times, uh, especially after I told you my plan. But, uh, you know, we couldn't stop them. And I said, yeah, we can't stop them, Lady Witchbeard. We have to join them. But uh, not in the way like that. Uh, you, that pro- I don't know if that's a proverb or idiom 
but it's a saying. I know it's a saying because people say it. Uh, if you can't beat them, join them. But uh, I said join with, and I said I think that's what the uh, gods did with Brandy. Maybe that's funny that we had this adventure and we don't even know all the answers. But maybe you do now where you are. But, uh, you know, we had, you had your plan, which we just talked about. It felt like seconds ago, but now I'm here on the shore of the lake, uh, not, you know, at the bed and breakfast and not that. So, so, so you had your plan and you said, okay, well, what's your plan? And I said, I said, well, surrender lady, which weird, cause you have to surrender your your, you know, you have to be willing to surrender. Of course, I constantly have to be reminded of that, and that there's a difference between surrendering and giving up. Uh, but we like uh, not to join. If you can't beat them, join them. If you can't beat them, surrender to the fact you can't beat them. You know, you know, you were you were listening to me talk about this. Uh, but of course, there was a couple of complications. I mean, so we had the idea that the portal stone. Brandy was wearing the portal stone, and that was the one piece of my plan that I that, that I didn't have. So you had the best plan, and you were willing to abandon it uh, and let go, which there was no way. There, like even if they thought about it, they did, like even if they anticipated it, obviously, clearly, they think the same of me as you. But they didn't think, you know, they, they don't think, they think uh, as highly of me as you think of me, or maybe a little bit less, but they didn't think as highly of you as I do. So I think that's a win for me. They thought you would go with, that you wouldn't, and you almost did get, you know, you almost gave up on my plan or chose an alternative plan that you thought of. But, but, oh, so to get to my plan. So the biggest question was the thing with the portal stone. And then I had other questions for you. But first I wanted to talk, you know, I said, well, what are my influences? Uh, so that you would have an idea of, because, you know, I talk about a lot of this stuff to you. Then I realized, well, you've never seen these shows. Also, maybe I'm not always paying full attention which uh, you know that is also true, right? It's uh, that that uh, like uh, that I can only remember hear what I want to hear, right? And of course, it was hard to say goodbye, which I'm glad we got to do with these letters because you said that that uh, you tried to keep me focused on the plan, and also like uh, it seemed like we all had a little bit of tension because none of us thought this would work. Uh, but it, that it could work, that was that door was open just to crack. And I know, like, your plan relied on a backup plan of self-sacrifice, which is what all the good plan, you know, that's what heroes or heroines do, is, uh, but, it, like, what they didn't anticipate and that I knew was there was something more, like, that you would choose, like, you would choose self-sacrifice first, uh, not that that's an easy way out, but saving the world and being remembered forever. 
uh, is a little bit interesting. So, you know, my, so I had, you know, I tried to walk you through Doctor Who and Loki. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I was distracted by Loki just because I'm still trying. I mean, it's been like two or three or four months, but it's my brain's still trying to like figure it all out. Because, you know, I don't know when I'm going to be able to see another season of it. Uh, but then, you know, we've talked about the TARDIS before because the cauldrons are like a TARDIS. And that's when I asked the next question. Uh, we, we talked about my influences is what it was possible, but I was pretty sure it was possible. It was like, can we stretch the, can the TARDIS uh, or the cauldron in this case, can it be turned, could the TARDIS be turned inside out? I don't know. I'm sure there was a Doctor Who episode about it, but I said, well, there is some sort of outside power because it's always there. People can't just go in it. They always, you know, it somehow fits in, even though it doesn't fit in. So my thing was, could we pull, like, could we stretch uh, the cauldron? And then he said, I'm sorry, Don. I said, well, we're doing like a cauldron within a cauldron, 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 cauldron. We're taking some parts of your plan and we're going to use them. But I also knew what I didn't want, how I did not want things to turn out, too. I knew that the one thing I didn't want, uh, like like you said, like what's, but what's, you know, beginning of the season, you said what's more powerful is love, you know, more, worth more than gold. Or what's worth more than gold? Love, and you said silence, uh but I know in our hearts uh, that there is something worth more than gold. And, and in Brandy's case, in the God's case, it was a kind of power or control, you would think. But like even in our case, they said, well, there's something we don't want to give up. Uh, and they know, they're still, they would be like, okay, of course, Lady Witchbeard's not going to give that up. She's a witch pirate. Uh she became a witch pirate by choice, uh, so that won't even occur to her. Uh, she would rather do something to leave, you know, to go to the big farm in the sky or the big sea in the sky before she'd give up being a witch pirate. And they knew that I would give up, uh, you know, to the big farm or whatever, but before I would give up on our friendship and say, well, what are the odds I'll never see a lady witchbeard ever again? So that was our biggest advantage. Also, the fact that they would assume we would use a good plan versus my plan, which is, you know, a, a, flawed, a flawed plan. But with something this big, of course, we needed a plan. So I guess the key part of my plan was go, going over the falls. Like, uh, instead of stopping all the Savarut uh, from going over the falls, then being pro then going through the screen on top of the drain, which would activate uh, the ingredients, uh, then uh, start the gelatinization process. Once it went to, like, once the that part of the, the Savarut Sea would then start to mix with the sea that had been sprinkled with nudie poo. Like I said, okay, we have to go over the falls, uh, and let their plan work. Can't we can't we have to join them uh, in that sense? And you know we thought the ships would speed up to get towards their destination, 
to like, uh, but then they would eventually slow down because they would assume you were doing your mirage plan, right? And also, he said, "Wait a second! Don't the don't all the witches on board know they're going to go over the falls?" Uh, so then they would slow down even more once they realized, "Oh boy." We're, we're not sending, there's no way for us not to go over the falls. Uh, and this is a convenient solution for the um, Conqueror of Worlds and Brandy, or Brandy Conqueror of Worlds now, and the sea. Conqueror of the sea and worlds and realms, uh, that all those witches would go over the falls as well, and down the drain. And also get 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 get, get into be be part of Jello Jiggler. So it's some part of that process. Uh, we would know that uh, that would not be good for anybody. So so okay. So back to my plan. So go over the falls. Part 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 of my plan. I guess not part one of my plan. Uh, but that was part of my plan. Or key part. Go over the falls. Let them start the process of uh, gelatinizing the sea. Except for one thing. We would have a portal cauldron. Uh, so we would have a three-way drain was the plan. Uh, well, yeah, that was my plan. Uh, send, uh, uh, like, uh, so there's, on the drain, there was a screen, which the activator, then the drain, they just put the screen on top of it. We would put the por- Brandy's portal cauldron, the big one, that got all the witches here, below that, and if we needed to, stretch it out around the rim. So we would have to, to transmit the, we'd have to portal portal cauldron, which you said could be done uh, but it would take a lot of magic, which would kind of alert them to something that was happening. But again, you said, well, they would think I'm con- conducting this illusion. But I said, no, no, no. Then also you're going to come up. So I said, okay, can you create a, like, can you create an illusion of a portal, uh, a portal cauldron? And we drop the, so here's the plan, Lady Witchbeard. I guess I could just do that. You pop up from their cauldron. While you do that, they're going to think you're an illusion, but really, because they'd be like, well, there's no way Lady Witch would just pop up on our ship. It doesn't make any sense. You would also create an illusion of their ca- the portal cauldron around their cauldron, right? And you would be making a spe- speech, but you, your speech would be, again, you'd also be using that thing to tell the witches, hey, create some air bubbles pretty soon, get ready. This would, you know, then they would think, huh, Lady Witchbeard's really, she's trying, this is her trying to, because then the third ship, they would be like, a, because then our ships would be headed towards them. So again, they would think we were still using your plan. Uh, and that this was just a ruse, and they would also sense that an illusion was happening, so they wouldn't be aware that the illusion was really the cauldron and not you. And then, so the, so so you would be on their ship, uh, but they wouldn't even be, and you'd just be talking. You'd be see, seeming like you're an illusion, and I guess you'd have to be prepared. But they would probably just ignore you. 
and uh, that would be kind of key, is if, is if they're ignoring you and you're just kind of going on and on and on and on. Now, you'll also be kind of secretly, hopefully, using magic or getting ready because we have to get Brandy's necklace, obviously, because that's got the portal stone in it. Meanwhile, I and whatever pirates we can turn into birds will be getting nudie poo and heading for the ship uh, and splashing the whole ship with nudie poo. Uh, and uh, then all then so then while all this is happening, everything's going over the falls, which I don't think Brandy's too worried about because she, she's got uh, multiple levels of godhood. And again, this will only make her more confident if we splatter nudie poo all over her ship. As many of the, like, uh, like I think the witches will get the idea the closer they get to the falls. Uh, and you, we just have to get them the message uh, that you'll keep saying, get the nudie poo on the ships now. Which again, she'll just think, uh, okay, well, it doesn't matter like when the seas start to gelatinize, it's not going to gelatinize fast enough. Uh, like it'll still be a slur. Even if you, we get the ships covered in nudie poo, then when they go over the falls and start to mix with the 13th sea, I don't think it'll harden fast enough. So they'll just be like, okay, this isn't really going to work or this will just slow our plan down. Uh, because originally my plan was just to do that, then we would clog the drain. But I said, no, they, they have to anticipate that you would have figured that part out. Uh, and also the power of the drain, it, it, I think it has enough suction, even to su- suction like jello, like like uh, even maybe a j- jello jigglers, I don't know. Or that it won't be able to process till it slows down. You know, it's rapidly moving. You know what I mean? Anyway, Lady Witchbeard, this is, I, I don't know, if I, if I, I can't believe you got to read this as a letter. So, okay, so the basic plan was you would be an illusion. You'd have an illusion over their cauldron, but the cauldron wouldn't be there, wouldn't, wouldn't be there yet. Then, But also below their cauldron, we would have a portal cauldron. So then uh, after I and the birds arrived, uh, then the ships would start to go over. We'd grab the hardest part was getting Brandy's necklace, which turned out not to be so hard because since I was covered in nudie poo, I slipped. You know, it, like uh, it was a bit chaotic on the ship. And again, Brandy wasn't really worried because she had the upper hand, and also she thought all of this was misdirections. And she had to kind of, like, it, it actually worked out as far as Brandy said, okay, all the witches have slowed down now. That's great because they're worrying. And Lady Witchbeard's trying to tell them that, oh, Lady Witchbeard's trying to gelatinize everything. Probably won't work. Even if it did, uh, they would be, she's trying to tell them to do bubbles. So who cares? So, like, uh by the, but like Brandy had it kind of anticipated most of this part uh, of the plan, except for the cauldron within a cauldron within a cauldron. So that all really went pretty well. Oh, so how? So okay. So then, so they let us come aboard. They didn't realize you were an illusion. Then me and the pirates landed. We got a lot of nudie poo. And the witches started to figure it out. 
the closer they got to the falls and they were trying to use earth sea power. So Brandy was also focused on interrupting the earth sea power, which slowed them down. But again, the power of the water and the falls too strong. So that was like everything was happening in slow motion. And you got the message to them, hey, call the um, birds back and have them dump the nudie poo on all of you. And then the splashing of the sea in the mist it did start to gelatinize things because I think I said cover, you know, get covered in cassava power and create air bubbles. So that's what, like, I think what you're most proud of is that I learned from this, like, uh, you said it to me, right? Uh, you said, oh, you really paid attention this uh, adventure, these adventures. And I said, yeah. A little bit. When I was paying attention, the, uh, yeah, those times I was paying attention. Those the times I was paying attention. Also, you know, we knew that uh, they would still need Don Dankel to clean the drain. So, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I briefly saw Don Dankel wave at us. So then I got, like, I covered myself in uh, nudie poo. Then I got covered myself in cassava root. Then I hugged, slipped, fell down the stairs a little bit uh, into the chamber, brandy. And uh, that really worked out because I said, uh, like, in this partly, which I don't know what movie it was from, but definitely it's probably from a movie, my influences. And I said, let's have a hug, brandy. And, uh, Brandy tried to, to, uh, and this was actually my plan, lady, which weird, I was just afraid to tell it to you. I said, we'll figure out getting her necklace because she's going to think you're an illusion. So then I gave her a hug, uh, and she was kind of like, while I was doing that, you grabbed the necklace. Then she realized you were real, but that was like right at the, t- I mean, we kind of timed it, of course, uh. Uh, but but that's when we all started to go over the falls. Uh, she started laughing. It doesn't matter anyway. But that's the point. Like once, uh, then you slipped me the uh, like. Then you and Brandy started kind of doing some light back and forth. But it was kind of hard. And you were just kind of faking it. So if it was a movie, it would have looked like that whole thing where Brandy was really had upper hand on you permanently. Because it certainly looked like that. Uh, but again, that was all part of our plan. Then that was when we did the cauldron drop. Uh, and the cauldron dropped to become a, another portal cauldron below the drain. So that was a cool bit of magic, which Brandy thought, like, she, you were trying to counter her magic. But really, you were uh, using your magic to move the drain. Like, uh, And this was the part, you know, that Brandy did not expect. Uh and I only know my part about how it turned out. Uh, and this was a part of my plan. You said, well, it is. it might be like uh, bad enough to work, Daw, because it is possible. Because I really said, okay, what if we can't stop uh, all this stuff from going through the drain, right? And we just got to, we're trying to do all these misdirects. Why don't we do a redirect, uh, uh, via these portal, the portal cauldron, especially the, whatever one powered by the portal stone. And so 
I don't know. Everything happened really fast after that. Uh, so most of the witches gelatinized themselves in water bubbles. So that, like, uh, or their whole ships, uh, and that theory held true that it was, uh, it made for smooth landings for all of them because instead of going over the falls that were hundred percent water into water, uh, they were like, uh, they they had uh, jello jiggler like kind of puff packs or whatever. They landed and were encased in jello jigglers, and but the, also with air bubbles. So then they we all landed in the thirteenth sea. Like uh, now, meanwhile we were kind of going back and forth with uh, brandy. Or so Brandy thought, uh, but I was already an illusion. And but but by like the same time you dropped the portal cauldron, and this is where you know we should have said goodbye at the time. But you said, okay, that's the weak your weak point, Daw. Like uh, we don't, you know, you have to give up too. And so I did. You know, I said, well, if Lady Witchbeard's willing to give up, I clearly you're leading by example. It made it an easy, easy choice for me uh, to make. Uh, I mean, not easy, but uh, I, I couldn't resist doing what was going to work best, uh, especially since you trusted me with the plan. So I flew, I became a bird and flew off before we hit the mist of the sea. So I wasn't gelatinized. And then I like flew back, uh, to where I'd stashed a set of Icarus wings, kid Icarus wings. I flew down and I was watching everything. So then, yeah, everything went to plan. Like I said, uh, everything you, well, I mean, I didn't see what happened after that. Uh, but I would assume you and Brandy went back and forth, uh, like uh, the witches, as soon as they were landed, uh, or at some point in the like, uh, because hopefully our message got through. The sea started with the sea full of cassava root with a little bit of nudie poo, but not as much as was waiting on the other side of the uh, the the drain. And I, I gotta imagine Brandy's guard was still down because. Uh, this was going exactly how Brandy wanted. And maybe if you followed my plan, you gave up, uh, and, uh, like, uh, like Brandy, like probably used the fact that you're both starting to get encased in nudie poo goo, goo jello jiggler, uh, to stop you from like what she thought would be the last thing you would do. I don't even know how she was going to counter that, but the fact that you were going to do one last thing, like a poofy poof or whatever, to at least take out Brandy to the big farm with you, Brandy would have been focused on stopping that. So some sort of sealant or something, like so that you couldn't get magic out, but that didn't matter at that point. So she was focused on keeping you sealed, magic-proofed or whatever, you started to go through the drain. I was watching all that part. Uh, pretty impressive uh, because uh didn't look appetizing, but uh, you know, I thought it would be more like jello colors, but I guess, yeah, it's like newt poo colored. All going down the drain and uh, Brandy again. There's no way Brandy would have known 
on the other side of the drain was a portal cauldron. And I watched everything drain out, uh, all the ships, all the uh, barges, all the witches, a whole lot of pirates, I guess, too, all the way down the drain, through the portal cauldron, and into uh, the witch world, which is what our plan was, to dump everything into the witch world. He said there was something called the Great Wastes. And it was an old dried out giant inland sea or something. And I'm sure that got filled with uh, some sort of uh, gelatinous substance and ships and uh, brandy. But uh, at that point, brandy would have been in uh, in deep, deep, deep nudie doo doo, Lady Witchbeard. And so I'm assuming everything's good with brandy. Meanwhile, then I flew down. I did say goodbye to Don Dankel, but I just made a call because she said, don't stop. Uh, Go straight through the portal cauldron with the portal stone and pull it inside out, just like you asked with the TARDIS, uh, so that you take it with you, but really it'll disappear behind you, and I'll be back in my world. Uh, So I'll make the last trip through that giant cauldron. And then I'm then I stay here and I get rid of the uh, portal stone. And uh, so uh, yeah, I mean I th- I, d- I guess Lady Witchbeard, uh, you said uh, there was a limit because I can see that we're coming up. Uh, I didn't realize if magical paper and pen would have a limit, uh, but I also want to hear what's going on with you. So thanks for trusting me. Thanks for being willing to give up uh, piracy. And have to move, like, kind of like move back home. I mean, that's a big move, Lady Witchbeard. You really gave up a lot. Uh, you gave up what you loved. Uh, and you trusted me. And you trusted yourself. Uh, so I think that's absolutely amazing. And so uh, I still have the portal stone. I haven't got, like, it's going to be safe. Uh uh, because you said, uh, like, like, uh, I can't remember what you said. It would be like, uh, you said, keep it safe. Uh, I, I don't think you said to destroy it, but because I was afraid if I hit it with a hammer, you know, I'll be honest. I wasn't listening at that point, uh, because I had, I was so excited about my plan, but I thought you said it'd be safe in this necklace, uh, that you gave me. Uh, that looks like a kind of like a cauldron. I mean, it's not, it's like made from a cal- cal- some sort of magical cauldron material. Cauldron drop is what I call it. So I miss you, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, and I'll miss you forever. I'm going to keep sending you letters, uh, once I get my letter back from you. Cause uh, like, I guess I would send you letters either way. If somehow Brandy ended up where things worked out for Brandy. I mean, I know she's gone from the sea, and all the cassava roots gone from the sea, and the nudie poo. Oh, also the I forgot that. Uh, yeah, Don Dankel, like uh, forgot that part of the plan that the whatever that activator went with us too. But uh, I miss you, Lady Witchbeard, and I have to hope we'll see each other again. But then I guess part of making the plan work. Uh, I guess I'll just imagine 
like what it's like uh, in the witch world with you back in it uh, and possibly some sort of sea. I don't know if a gelatinous, what a life on a gelatinous sea is like. But I just want to know how you are. So that's it. Goodbye. Love, Daw, a.k.a. Scoots, uh, Germ, your friend. Okay. Dear Scooter, goodbye. I'll miss you, my friend, more than I'll miss the seas of piracy. Thank you for teaching me to let go and that it is okay to be somewhat normal, to be imperfect, to be bested. I'll be okay, but just okay. I promise to learn to live without our friendship and not enjoy the silence. But I also hope that you learn that you don't need these grand adventures uh, that come up in so many of your cartoons and animated programs and movie films. Because like those things told you, uh, friendship and the adventure... The lesson in most of those was that friendship or being yourself are the greatest adventures you could have. And that's what you taught me. And I hope that you take that with you. So goodbye, my friend. I assume you used up most of the magic writing me an extremely long letter. I'll miss you. And I'll think of you always. Lady Witchbeard. P.S. Yes, Daw. Uh, I'm going to bring the pirate's life to the witch world. P.S.S. Daw. I know you didn't destroy the portal zone. That is what I told you to do. It did feel like you weren't listening. But keep it safe uh, until a time comes when it's needed and it must be used. P.S.S.S. That time will be perfectly clear, Daw. 100% without a doubt clear when you need to use a portal stone. Not, huh, I wonder if I should. If you say that, it's not 100% clear. Without a doubt clear. Like spelled out in front of you like this letter. Clear. So don't open the necklace or use the portal stone or even think about it again. And then... We'll see each other once again. I mean, hopefully that time doesn't come to awe. But uh, uh, I'll miss you. Thank you for being my friend, Lady Witchbeard. Also, I see that you're probably dozing off, Daw. And I'm glad because you deserve the rest. I'll be resting too until I can bring full piracy to the witch world. Good night from Lady Witchbeard. To you and all of you out there, I hope you got the lesson. I'm not perfect. Uh, none of us are, and that's okay. And uh, sometimes people expect you to be that way, and it uh, works out when you're not. Uh, I don't know if that's a lesson or just uh, how we solved this, uh, but I'm glad we got to take this journey together. Good night.